Thursday, Friday, Junior. Oh, February goodness. the 10th. Yay, yay, yay. I feel the weekend yeah. creeping up. God, me too. I can't wait. We all can't. Can't wait. We all can't wait. I know. I, when I get happy and excited, I think I go into a really bad English accent. <laughs> I'm glad you said the uh, operative word there. Really bad. <laughs> Not me. Hey, it's all about humility. <laughs> That's true. Today is a little bit about humble pie. Do you want to jump right into it? Humble pie may taste like shit, but it's incredibly good for you. Was that a Southern accent now on top of that? Are we going for a record? How many accents can we do in one episode? Well, I must really be excited if I don't even notice it. No. Yeah. That was just full, Michelle. I don't know. It's hard to say. I can't wait to listen. (laughs) Yeah. When you say pie, it's hard not to get a little Southern. A little pie. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I just see, I picture somebody like named Rosie with a checkered apron on. I know. Um, Yes, I do too. A little pudgy. I was going to say, she's she's sturdy. sturdy. She's definitely sturdy. I like that. Yeah. And she's got a large pitcher of sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We lost most of our yes, audience. Exactly. So <laughs> the British are gone. <laughs> the Southerners are gone. <laughs> Who's left? Anybody out there? Tweet, tweet. <laughs> cricket, cricket. So speaking of humble pie, being that it's a metaphor and that I'm a visual person, I've always wondered what the hell humble pie would look like don't you i have and when reading this gift of the day i really had to think and i don't know that i think we have opposing views of our visual which is so cool oh really yeah okay yeah that makes it more exciting actually my, my yeah. vision is that it's 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 in a it's in a pie pan okay just by definition but it's less than appetizing it's probably got like i don't know like a really burnt black crust around the edges and just a ton of bitter ingredients. That's humble pie to me. Yeah, and mine is the most beautiful pie you've ever seen. So it's huh. super deceiving and it tastes incredibly putrid. So it's like that oh. you think it's something and then it's not. I got it. I got it. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I guess they're both valid because mine would say, don't eat me. Yours is saying, (laughs) come on over. (laughs) Just when you think everything is perfect, well, blammo. Blammo. I like that, blammo. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess we all have to admit that showing our humility through any process is not fun. Otherwise, we'd all be doing it and all be on that continual growth path. But unfortunately, many... Isn't that the truth? Yeah, and, and then unfortunately, many many don't incorporate this into their diets enough. Yes, so, yeah. you are so right. <laughs> and you know, there's a, a large cross-section of humanity that the folks that are you know constantly wrong in things, but when they're confronted and they don't question that there's you know a truth out there that's opposing their viewpoint... They will shut it down. They'll shut down the conversation. Yeah, and these are the people you just need to 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 stop trying to convince. Don't waste your breath because it will not happen. It'll actually like put them on the defensive and go complete opposite of whatever you say. Exactly. Yeah. So, and and obviously that's frustrating. It's exhausting. It's socially repellent, and it's the unfortunate reality is that person's egos 
effectively blocking their personal growth and the opportunity to strengthen that relationship. Yes, and they think they've won by you not saying anything. So it further right. like, builds that muscle of I'm right, you're wrong, see, I told you so. Exactly. In the meanwhile, they're not taking any accountability and burning out the other person and they, they're, not, they're not gaining respect whatsoever. So that's, that's a rough, that's a rough road. But like with most things, this is on that large continuum of humanity. Yeah, there's people on the way other side, right? Right, right. So there's, there's obviously this large continuum, a spectrum of sorts. There's somebody who's fully evolved, accepting their imperfection or miscue and owning it with dignity, grace, and humility. And on the other far end, you have to get out the binoculars to see these folks. <laughs> there's the aforementioned who tend to take zero accountability. They're, they're never wrong. And it's always in the moment, right? Even though they might later on think about it, they can't in the moment be wrong. And their, their go-to is immediately without any gap of time whatsoever. No, I didn't. Like you did yeah. this. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> well, if we're talking the binocular part of the spectrum, these people aren't even doing that, right? That's like a titch off right. that far spectrum because I know people who are like this and who will dig their heels in even deeper to convince or reaffirm they are correct. Yes. Right. And then in the process, when you're, when you're trying to call them out, which is never a fun situation because you know... Walk it's away. just going to be dust throwing and shutting down the conversation, folding in that, that broken wing and claiming victimhood. It's, it's just an ugly situation. And that's where it circles back to what you said originally, which is you just, you're just quiet at this point. And then they take that quietness as a victory. But actually, it's a, it's a major loss. And you tend not to hang around these people very often or very right. long. They're the ones that are perpetually like, I don't understand why I've been divorced three times. You know, it's like, hmm. Yeah, it's always the other person. Always the other person. Yeah. Why am I single? Right. Uh, perpetually. Yes. And why are, leave- why are people leaving me? And they, they all have, they're all screwed up. They're all screwed up and they all have the same problem. It's not me at all. Because I'm a good person. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've won so many arguments by <laughs> them shutting down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ultimate loser. But along the continuum lies that diverse population, right? Yay. Somewhere in the middle is where I think the average person lies, of course. That's what the middle means, right? <laughs> <laughs> Duh. See, there's yeah. some humility going on being shown right here. See? Oh, a great opportunity for me to say that was a dumb statement to make. I made a bad statement <laughs> and I'm owning it. There it is. There it is. <laughs> so I am now firmly in the middle. <laughs> David in the but middle. But anyway, that person in the middle either sees that they're wrong and goes to an almost auto reply with denial, but then later allows themselves to accept the accountability. But it just takes them time to digest or process the event, right? Mm-hmm. And this, it's rarely immediately. But then with a similar delayed outcome. There are also the people who failed to initially see they were wrong, but meditate on it enough that it finally comes to them. Oh shit. The other person was right. And like I said, the outcome looks virtually the same as they both eventually will own it, which brings me to my story about myself. (laughs) 
Okay. And before we get started, yeah, it's always one of those those moments where you're like, sometimes it's like a year later and go and you were arguing with someone and you were pretty steeped in your side of the argument and then you're one day it comes to you like oh shit now I get what they were trying to tell me <laughs> usually you're exactly. so dug in that you you miss the point completely you guys both had valid points but you weren't even talking about the same thing I love those aha right. humility moments okay your story I pride myself on accepting accountability. You're, you're aware of this. And at times I accept more accountability than actually belongs to me. And that, that's always been a strength of mine, something that my dad instilled in me and was always a part of my perception that he, he put in my head that that's, that's part of building a man's reputation and character, David. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to be a man of character and reputation. That was super important in his teachings to me and my mother as well. They would always say something like, Watch your reputation. Watch that pride, David. I went, I went Southern again. I grew up in New Jersey. <laughs> Nothing to do with the South. But I digress. So it should come as no surprise that my teachers in school from as early as kindergarten reported that this was one of my strengths. Mm. That said, while I don't deliberately order the humble pie, I will put myself in a position where I know I may have that eventuality. Okay. And here's where it comes. I recall... Being on a road trip with my colleagues, we were recruiters, sales headhunters at the time, and we were heading, because we'd reached uh, some sort of sales goal, we'd, we were heading out to the wine country on a bus, and obviously this was well before I moved there. And I was responsible, we each had a, a responsibility, I was responsible for making the reservations at four different wineries, and I had admittedly procrastinated, but I eventually did make the appointments. And I was actually surprised at how easy it was, given the fact that I had waited until the 11th hour to make those appointments. So we rolled up to the first winery, and it was closed. Mm. Uh-oh. And I'm like, oh, the sign said by appointment only. And I'm like, oh, okay, that, that's us, right? We have the appointment. So we picked up the phone that was outside the gate and confidently declared, okay, we're here. We have a reservation. And the person on the other end was like, huh. And asked over the intercom for our name again. And I leaned in and through the window and I said, I put it under blah, blah, blah. And she's like, "Uh, actually, we don't have anything here by any name because we're legitimately closed today. And then it kept going back and forth. And finally, she says, oh, wait, here you are. And I'm like, oh, thank fucking God. I didn't want to be, you know, that guy. And momentary sigh of relief. She said, oh. You're booked for next weekend. <laughs> we all saw that one coming. And I'm like, fuck. So obviously my heart sinks to the floor. And sure enough, not only had I booked that place, but I booked all four of them at the wrong damn date. And then there was this collective groan. Oh, my God. And I got a lot of side eye from the passengers because they were all excited. They had told all their friends that they were going to be posting about this experience. And I had to, at that point, eat the whole humble pie and say, I admitted it. I made the mistake. And then if that wasn't enough, I said, you know, I have to further qualify this. I, the reason why that it was a mistake was that I waited until the last minute and I'm sorry I let you guys down. I rushed in and I wasn't paying attention. I just knew that this needed to be done and it was something on my agenda that never got done. And I thought, here comes, I'm going to, I'm going to get the grenades. People are going to be pissed at me all day. No, but yet you played into their insecurities too. They're not perfect. And that's all people wish for is 
honesty, truth, we can all relate, right? You nailed it. You absolutely nailed it, Michelle. To my absolute shock and surprise, they immediately forgave me. And one even said, David, that took huge balls to not only admit that you made the mistake and not blame the wineries, but further to let us know how it happened and why it happened. That was super brave of you. And so it turns out that my actions in taking accountability and eating that humble pie in front of everyone actually bonded me more with those folks. And while our plan A didn't work out, you know how I feel about plan B. Number, Number one, they respected me more than ever after that incident. And of course, we had a better time living in plan B, going to different wineries that weren't as bougie and costly and had just as good of a time, if not more. And we all recovered and showed our strength as a team. Yeah, it's all about the company, too. You make it what you want it to be, no matter where you are. Right. And so I I remember the people that we were talking about on the other end of the spectrum, how they would have handled it. Would have been it wasn't their fault. Somehow all four wineries would have been wrong. And then they would have turned to me and said, well, maybe you should just do it next time yourself. Right. Those are the classic one-liners of... That's the battle cry of the people that just don't understand how to eat humble pie. And it's, the, it's also the, the victim's attempt at becoming that martyr. So I have to ask all of you, when you make a gaffe, do you deny it, avoid it, deflect it, or do you own it with the potential for strengthening your relationship? And anything but the last, we hope you use us. To help you fix that. Michelle, I hear the homework bell going off all the way from the wine country. What do you have for us today? Yeah, this is such a powerful tool in so many aspects of your life, like your entirety. And this reminds me of a lesson and a quote from James Clear, that author of Atomic Habits, which is such a good book. Um, And I'm paraphrasing here, but he says that in order for growth to happen, you have to have three things going on in you simultaneously. One, confidence to go after what you want. Oh, Two, the humility and knowing where you are in life at this very moment. Like, so be kind to yourself because you will mess up and say the wrong things inevitably. And three, the willingness to build the skills to help bridge that gap between numbers one and two. Mm. So this is basic human and self-kindness and is just one of the most excellent fun shops we offer on humility and how to gain more of it for a better life. We all need a little bit more humble pie. All right, so get your knives and forks out, get your apron out, get into the practice of not only accepting humble pie, but actually ordering it for yourself. It obviously is going to pay dividends for you, especially if you're unfamiliar with it. And even though it may taste like ass, it is going to have a a positive influence on your life and people will start to rally around you. Obviously my story is not uncommon. So while you're out there eating humble pie, Michelle, what should they do? Get out there and fly that kite. A la mode. <laughs> Yaw, Cokie.